bourbonblog.com. Uh, one of our uh, greatest friends in the bourbon world, Brian Note. We've, we've enjoyed so many drinks together since uh, the beginning of Breckenridge. I've always been a big fan of what you do there, Brian. And uh, man, it's great to see. It's been a little while since we've caught up. How are you? It's been a minute. Good, man. We're wrapping up the year. It's uh, We're in the big sales season right now and finishing up fiscal quarters and all that stuff and trying to make sure people take vacation. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a busy time, but we're good. And and that's great. And while the rest, of, while you all are doing all that, the rest of us are having a little uh, bourbon and whiskey vacation of our own. We're thinking about all these great releases from your original Breckenridge bourbon to your, uh, I have even have some of the rum, rum cast finish in front of us. Uh, what's, what's been happening? I know, I know you have a lot of, just core uh, in the corn, a lot of different wine finishes. What what all what all are you sipping these days? Yeah, it's uh, we're sort of running out of this this one. This was this year's collector's art series, so we do one of these a year. This was a really fun one. Great artist. We put it in a uh, PX cast that um, actually had orange peels in it, so that's why it's the PX Naranja. Yeah, the Naranja. Uh, yeah, we're rolling through. We've got the Buddy Pass collaboration with Breckenridge Brewery. There's just a tiny bit of that left. So we're kind of, we're getting to drink the last of, uh, you know, the year. It's sort of like uh, the harvest, you know, it's kinda, we're enjoying the last of the harvest and then rolling into the next one. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep going with um, our core stuff that people love. Um, you know, the 86 proof bourbon is still the um still the leading skew for us uh we're running with the barrel finishes which we love it just adds so much more depth to the whiskeys the broncos bourbons have been fun collaboration with denver broncos um yes. those. Yep. yeah and then uh yeah and then you know next year is um we're looking forward to doing a lot more of our malt whiskeys which have been you know aging 10 12 13 years so they're they're kind of at their peak so uh, and that's what I love. I love malt whiskey. So um, looking forward to doing a bunch of those. And um, and then also, um, you know, as our parent company, Tilray Brands, has acquired all these breweries, um, we have a lot more uh, fun people to work with. So we're looking forward to really getting down and dirty on some more collaborations and particularly with Breckers Brewery. So Breckers Brewery is in the family now. People would always get us confused and think we were the same company, but we weren't. So we just bought that off of ABI um, with a big, big, big uh, group of brands and uh, craft beers that we bought. So we're we're already in the saddle with those guys. We're already working on stuff, and uh, it's it's been fun. It's going to be awesome next year. We're going to release some great stuff. So as we used to say, oh, it's a different company. Well, it's a brewery. You're the distillery, but now as of this, what is this past year? It is. It yeah, is yeah. So we we picked up like eight eight breweries um, that are all now all under our parent company umbrella. Um, and that, that deal just uh, like closed a couple months ago. So now it's official and uh, awesome. Congratulations on that. Any other breweries we might've, we might be familiar with besides that one? Uh, yeah. So there's 10 barrel uh, Widmer brothers. So those are big Pacific. Oh Northeast. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, Red hook, you know, one of the original. Oh, we love, we love those. Yeah. Love that one. Um, now we have uh, two in New York, um, so Montauk and Blue Point both. And then we've got Sweetwater in the Southeast, which is a very, very large brand. Um, we picked up um, uh, two of the 
like most incredible OG West Coast IPAs a little earlier. So um, that was uh, uh, Alpine and Green Flash. Yes. So those are like two of the highest scoring beers ever. Um, and then we actually took Shock Top as well, which is going to be, you know, it's a big national brand that doesn't really have a home. But uh, going back drinking it, I forgot how good of a beer it was. You know, it's like I wouldn't have normally picked that one. And then I'm like, okay, we're checking out this cup. And I'm like, damn, that's fucking good. You know, so uh, <laughs> we picked that one up uh, and um, we're looking for more. So, um, a lot of fun. I love beer too. So it's yeah. Uh, well, these are those are all some amazing. Uh, of course, when we go down south, we see a lot of the sweet water. But everything you've mentioned uh, are some of my old favorite ones, like the Red Hooks and the Windmere. I mean, these are yeah the ones that got us excited about certain categories of yeah. beer back in the day, where it all started. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I have a, we'll try the Buddy Pass here in a few minutes. I I do enjoy it a lot. Will we see? Obviously, this is from uh, Brecken, Buddy Pass from Breckenridge Brewery. Will we see you all finishing your whiskeys and some of these other beer barrels? Or are you going to pretty much stick with the Breckenridge? Yeah, barrels? we've we've done a couple, um, but I think you know it's like uh, what gets you the most bang for your buck, right? And, you know, with Breckenridge Brewery just being down the road, it's yeah. really easy to get a a barrel that's exactly yeah. the way you want it. Like, hey, we want it like when. It, like we want it like 15 minutes after you dump it, you know, like right. that. It's so fresh. I think this year we're going to, we're really going to focus on Breckers Brewery and try to bring these two families together. Um, and, you know, so that they, they have the original brew pubs in Breckenridge and then they have another facility in Littleton, which is, you know, just a little over an hour from here. Um, and so we're, we really want to get the whole company culture is like completely integrated and uh, show everybody what a great time we're having, you know, and uh, how, how cool it can be sort of like bring back the spirit um, of the way it used to be, you know, and it used to be a certain way in craft beer. Um, and it used to be a little different in spirits too. You know, we were all just kind of having a hell of a lot of fun for a long time. And then we kind of grew up and got interested, you know, got interested in uh not going broke and you know <laughs> but um it it's an opportunity to kind of do both like to still like um have a company that runs and can function um and not lose money and but get like the vibe back you know it's like right. so we're we're really really working on on doing that and so we want to make it fun again and um especially on the beer side so i, I think it's a good integration and um There'll be some cool products that come out too. Big watch, what, watch what we're doing. We're, we're like we're going to be having fun together. So uh, absolutely, so many, so many good new products. And again, don't forget the uh, the classics. I'm going to go ahead and put that up there in case people are thinking about holiday gifts or what they might pair with their holiday meals. BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Some of my favorites. I mean, I've always loved the uh, the PX, uh, the, the original PX cask, yep. and it's the port cask. Uh, yep. The high proof. I mean, we were just talking earlier about the high proof. What a, a delicious, bold, but just just right at 105 proof. Yeah, uh, the high proof is right. I love that one. Yeah, it's perfect. At 104, it's like really good. At 106, you're like yeah, let's get a little bit. 105, man, it's like just magic. And it's funny because you would think uh, so. It's really the same kind of. It's the same mash bill. It's the same whiskey. And you would think it would drink better at 86 than 105. I mean, you could maybe say, oh, maybe there's a sweet spot around 92 or 96 or something like that. 
it's like 86 is the best until you get to 105 and then 105 is clearly the best and that's my favorite that's my favorite way to drink it and you would think it would drink hot or hotter it doesn't it's it's amazing how it doesn't make any sense but it, I, I feel like it drinks easier at 105 than than 86 yeah and, and as you said it may, may may not it just it just it just is so good do you think there is a reason why it worked so well it's just a little over 100 is it just the recipe is it the where you're at where you're aging it what the climate what do you think no it's um i mean if you think about all you know whiskey is all about the congeners right so the right. congeners are what you taste that make a whiskey unique um that's where all the flavors coming from that and then how they interact with the wood and the barrel so um you've got at least hundreds of compounds in there that you're tasting um they just come into balance right at certain right at certain proofs and so you know your mash bill and everything is going to affect that and your aging conditions but for the same whiskey it's just like at 105 everything just comes into the right balance ethyl acetate and all the vanillins and all the wood compounds all those things all of it yeah right all of it does well again visit that website if you're wondering about their complete uh line so many that i know i'll have over the holidays i've always of course been a fan since you released it uh, of the rum cask finish i i love this rum cask finish just yeah. how beautiful it is on its own uh it almost has this uh this tiki-esque note without being overly sweet so well balanced too yeah that one's fun i was it took us so long to get that perfected you know and um there there are some things that are like that just work automatically like you can't mess them up for instance like um the port cast finish you know we used we use tawny barrels and once you figure out that tawny barrels are the way to go from that point it's just how long do you leave it in the barrel right. the rum cast very different and, and particularly because we're using our own rum barrels and um we do spiced rum right. and so um you know, there, there's a lot going on in spiced rum and, and in those barrels. And it's all done the traditional way with maceration, right? There's no flavoring added. It's all done by, you know, if, if you know, the cola nut is actually cola nuts that, you know, that are macerated in there, all of it, 100%. Um, so, you know, it's a super fun spiced rum made the old, the old way, the original way, the, the right way. Um but then to do a whiskey finish in that cask, you can imagine it's a little tricky, right? Because you don't want things like, you don't want cinnamon to take over too much or so getting that all that process dialed in took a long time, right. but the flavor profile you get is just, it's so unique. Um, I, I almost, I think of it like it's almost cocktail esque, right? It's like you're doing like, a, it's like you're doing a, a high proof whiskey cocktail is what it tastes like. Um, except you aren't getting a bunch of sugar right so it's like you, you know you, you aren't getting all the carbohydrates so if you're trying to you know uh keep it sexy uh you uh you, you get all of that without um the cost of the calories and carbohydrates um so i think of it like it's it's like a cocktail it's, it's very it really like a cocktail without uh getting punished with the sugar it's beautiful. I, I enjoy all these. I'm actually just poured a little of your newest um, the back-to-back -back blend with the uh, Denver Broncos. You've been uh, 
Yeah. The official bourbon of the Broncos for several years now, haven't you? Yeah, this is like this is like our third or fourth year. Um, they're man, they're just a great organization, great people to work with. We love we love the, everyone in that organization. Uh, phenomenal people to work with. So much fun. We do so many things together. Uh, so it's cool doing the whiskeys. So each year we release two at the same time. We do an orange blend and a blue blend. We take an alumni uh, for each blend. Um, this year we had uh, Al Williams and uh, we had Ed McCaffrey. So we always take like, you know, like Broncos heroes and uh, teach them a few things about making whiskey. And then we sit down together and we make a blend. So I'll take one guy and Hans, our head distiller, will take the other guy and we'll work on a blend. So we end up with two different blends. So it's kind of fun. Um, and then we stick a QR code like this one. This isn't the Broncos blend, but it'll yeah. be a QR code on there. So you can scan it and then you can like go, the consumers can vote. Like we like this one best. So it's like, you know, football is a competition. So this is uh, we're continuing the competition on and uh you know we pick a winner each year or the consumers pick a winner so this is a lot of fun and we, it's only for sale like in colorado only uh, in colorado this yeah. have, have they voted they're voting now or have they officially voted is it yeah no it's it's ongoing i haven't checked it lately you know they're always pretty you can see that uh, the uh, latest update yeah they're, they're always pretty close but there's usually a you know a, a winner by a good you know 10 percent or whatever this is delicious and uh, you know and speaking of delicious you all have been at it for so many years now, as far as uh, what, what you all started, what 2007, eight, when was it? Yeah, 2007 is when I started, and then right. by 2008 we were we were kicking, and then uh, you know had to make whiskey and lay it down, and then open to the public 2011, I believe is right. Correct, yeah, yeah. You've you've been growing it, uh, the bourbon, everything you're doing is just getting better and better. More and more new releases. Uh, we were talking about it. We just showed this bottle. I'm gonna. I poured each of these. So I'm gonna have a sip of this one now. This was a. Um, this one is. This one's pretty much. Are you out of this, or is there any more of this one? We're getting close. Yeah. So each year we do a collaboration with uh, an artist. Um, right. I, I love graffiti. I love art in general. I mean, you can see graffiti. Yeah. Uh, this is my oh, office, yeah. right? So there's graffiti like everywhere in the in the distillery. But um, so um. I, you know, my approach to this whole process, why I began was, um, it was just pure, pure passion, right? I, I didn't know anything about the whiskey business. I didn't think I was going to build a company and try to flip it. I didn't do it because I thought I was really cool. You know, uh, it, I just love whiskey. Um, and, you know, as we learned more and more and more and uh, really perfected how we blend whiskeys, you know, we started looking at, well, the more things you have, substrates you have to blend, the more different ways you can sort of create art, right? And I, I look at whiskey as art. It's to me, it's very romantic and to be enjoyed. And uh, you know, it's the finer one of the finer things in life. If, if you, it's a luxury, you know, to be able to drink a glass of whiskey, especially a good one. Um, and you know, I feel the same way about art. And so, you know, you meet a lot of people, um, and I've met a lot of people over the years. And you know, there's art in food, and there's art in you know conventional art. So um, it just made sense at a certain point in time to start collaborating with artists in different ways. And so uh, we would do that. Uh, we started Collector Art Series uh, like four years ago, five, four or five years ago. Yeah. We work with a different artist each year. Uh, to date, they've all been Colorado artists. And I think we're going to maybe start branching out a little more geographically next year. 
but we, you know, we find different ways to collaborate what works with their personality. Sometimes we'll have them do a mural somewhere cool. Some, we had our original, um, original year we did it, uh, uh, detour was his name. He painted a bear. We had a wall of barrels. He painted them. And then, uh, then we had different, um, liquor stores that uh, tasted through the barrels and picked the ones they wanted. And they actually got the barrel. We pulled that piece out of the mural and they got that barrel in their store, you know, just, just stuff like that. So uh, this year was, was uh, a lot of fun. Um, we had a, we did a cask finish on this one. So this was a, it's a PX cask finish, but it was a Naranja cask. So Naranja is orange. So this was um, a, a group of PX barrels that came off of an ancient Solera and then they at the sherry bodega um put a bunch of orange peels in and and did a gave that barrel a second life um mm. and then you know with more sherry and then after they dumped it we got them and then we finished the bourbon in them um for a few years and uh we we're like we want to do this this year because it really worked well kind of with her art her style of yeah. art and, uh, so we got the orange you know wax dip on it to go with the the orange peels and you know different and fun and this was this was finished for how long again uh it's i don't know the exact uh but a long time a little, yeah a long, this is a this is a much longer finish than your regular px sherry cast yeah right so um the typically with the wine cast finishes you it's you know six to nine months right where you hit the sweet spot and then then they start getting you get some oxidized notes that start to take over and are only for the consumer that's looking for that you know they right, start right. they start taking on like a drier sherry character which um a lot of people like pheno sherry which a lot of people don't love you know i think the average american palate would gravitate more towards the cream sherry side or right. somewhere in between um so they can get too dry but this one you know with the um with the orange peel was it's kind of a trip because you know orange peels are difficult to work with they can start getting pithy and um and this one did and so you, now you start to second guess yourself and trust me i've ruined a lot of whiskey over the years <laughs> but um but then it starts the compounds recombine and start coming around so yeah this was a longer much longer finish when you get the barrels the orange where the orange peel still lingering yeah. they were still there they're still in there yeah they're still in there they're still in yeah. the barrel this is there's like this really beautiful there is this uh, i do get some citrus on the nose I definitely get a wonderful buttery note too though what what am i getting there it's kind of buttery it's kind of creamy it's delicate but also you know to be and a long finish, nose. beautiful yeah it has a very yeah I, I think that's um uh you know it's 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 a compound of some sort it's probably like ethyl acetate or something like that right, right? that's like first first starts off as something that's bad and then later comes back as something that's really good. And um, if you get a really high concentration of that on the second cycle, um, it can be really, we look at those as having the best mouthfeel. They get really creamy and see it seem to be flavor. Yeah. So it's, it's very creamy and just, uh, it, it's, it's a compound. Yeah. I don't know which beautiful. one it is, but there's, um, there's a lot going on here and I think it's a perfect, uh, sipper for the season you all have experimented with so many different types of um barrels over the years of course yeah. we uh, i remember you did well you do the madeira finish too i'd love the madeira finish you did a saltern one a couple of years ago you've oh. done so many unique finishes Shitosan, yeah 
our, not many distilleries up until then had done. I mean, you were. Uh, yeah, we kind of like opened some eyes, I think, on the, what yeah. the possibilities were. Getting the Chateau Ikem barrels, man, that was that's once in a lifetime opportunity, right? You know, right. That's whatever six hundred dollars for a three seven five of wine, you know. So getting right. getting These are serious, aren't they? Yeah. Um, the probably. I mean, I do love, love, love um, the rum cast finish, but the rum is so good. But we've got uh, some cognac barrels kicking now that they've been in there for two years. Oh my God, they're so freaking good. So yeah, uh, it's coming. It is, yeah. And um, so we've we realized pretty early how amazing it was going to be. So we got a bunch more, and uh, so we're seeing if it scales up, right? Um, hopefully it does. It looks it's looking very promising. Um, mm. So either, yeah, I mean, it'll definitely be available here at the distillery. Um, we'll probably do a release this year. Uh, we may uh, this year put it out in the Colorado market. And then right. uh, from, from there, it'll be select accounts, you know, allocated that people that scratch our back, you know, and um, out there, li liquor stores that are good partners, bars that are good partners, um, you know, they'll get access as well. So it's going to be a very limited uh, product. The cognac, are these some very old yeah. cognac barrels too as well? These are some older Yeah, ones. they're they're XO. Um, yep. so. Okay, so we have to also, we mentioned it earlier, uh, again, because we're having fun with a lot of the fun items that somebody might want to pick up as they're watching this for the holidays, for a gift, or just to uh, treat yourself. The Buddy Pass is actually the name of a beer that uh, Breckenridge yeah. Brewery does, which is a beautiful Imperial Stout, right? Yeah, super cool collaboration. So um, so they they make the beer and then they age it in in our Breck bourbon casks. And right. then um, and then they dump the beer and then we immediately take the cask back and then we put the bourbon back in it and and age it. And so, mm. you know, Buddy Pass has just been a really cool collaboration with great people. Um, again, a lot of fun and, um, you know, finding the beers that work with bourbon, um, you know, is, it's interesting, right? Because that was super popular for a minute and, you know, the bourbon counties and those things, and then, right. then everyone was just kind of done with it. Right. So to try to find uh, different beers, you know, that work, um, that, that one was really cool. Cause that's, um, that beer is, you know, a, a delicious beer that yes. you know, just sells out like that. It's so amazing. So to get those some of those flavors back into the whiskey is awesome. And, you know, working with uh, Breck Brewery now more directly and being the same family, we're just our minds are we're just going crazy. Uh, this is, doing all kinds you get those beer notes and it's so deep, too. It's really yeah. it's deep, It's but it's just the right amount of beer. It's not in your face. Uh, how long does it go into their, how long does their beer go into your barrel? Then is it a couple months they age it then? There, uh, gosh, what was it? it? You know, um, it's honestly best. I like it best at about two years. Okay. Um, this one, that one was not two years. I think it was, I'm going to say it was 14 months. 14 months. Um, yeah. And so we did a release of some of it at 14 and some of it's still going. Okay. You know, it went into your barrel. Yours but, wanted yeah. to for 14 months. Yeah, there were just some things at the 14 month that we thought people would really like. And so we wanted to do a release of it um, at that age. And it's been, you know, pe people have been uh, jumping up and down to try to get that in their markets. So, 
and there's a little bit of it out there not much yeah. there's a little bit left and it, it almost goes to this milk chocolate realm i mean it's it, yeah you get those darker notes the coffee yeah. but you get that milk chocolate almost truffle note it's beautiful uh again this is going to be probably a yearly release you what have you experimented with in the world of beer that hasn't worked what i mean without naming any particular brands or what what have you tried that's not that doesn't work i've i've ruined so much whiskey you know and yeah. not just uh discriminate against beer but i've i've probably ruined the most of it um with trying to do to do different sherry finishes uh you know because i've one of those people that like pheno sherry and you quickly learn that there's no way in hell that's going to work. <laughs> you know, that's going to work. Um, and uh, the Madeira was a really difficult one to get right. And it, just, it took so much work that, which is, a, we can do that. We can talk about, we can do like a master class just talking about how to Madeira cask finish in another one of these. We can, we can delve into it and why, why it is such a difficult one to work with. So we're not, uh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that one again in the near future. Uh, there's too many other ones we want to do. But but you know, beer and wine barrel finish, right? So anything that gets tannic doesn't typically work. Um, there's tricks around, you know, um, what what sort of qualities the 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 lees or the dead yeast right. can they can help you? Um, they can hurt you. Um, any anything. Um, hoppy tends to be really difficult <laughs> you know to work yeah, with too, yeah so yeah it's like um multi things are that that's if if you want to do these at your distillery like start with multi things and then branch out in in uh small quantities so you don't ruin too much weight. i mean I'll, i drink it all right we'll, we'll, it'll get drunk but it's just um we're not gonna release it right it'll be like, it'll yeah, like a really eclectic cocktail with with this one, you know what I mean. That's one good thing about having a bar too, is you can, or, and you can also redistill it. We, you know, we've done that before. You redistill it, and uh, you know, can have fun with that. That gets uh, gets interesting and cool. I was actually at. I don't. I think it was by complete coincidence, and I don't recall what year six, seven, give or take years ago. I was at your distillery the day you all started emptying the PX casks. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I was there. And I can still remember just how beautiful those barrels smelled. Uh, yeah. The whole, just so, so beautiful. It's such a great, I've always loved it. It's one of my favorites. Yes, yeah, the dark fruits and then kind of the, you know, dry nut yeah. uh, character that comes out in the finish. And uh, just, you know, uh, Easter egg for everybody. Uh, every cigar manufacturer that I know that's their favorite pairing with their cigars. And oh, it doesn't really? matter whether it's a mild cigar or a big cigar. A um, that, that is magic. And, you know, sometimes you'll have like, like we don't release a lot of our single barrels and, but they're like some of my favorite, favorite whiskeys. You know, they're really, we tend to pick the barrels that are butterscotch forward on those. Right. And you would think when you're drinking it, man, this would go really well with a cigar. No, it doesn't. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but the PX, Oh my God! It's so if if you want a whiskey and a cigar, just a whiskey neat or with a, you know, large cube in it, that's the ticket. So it's, the cigar guys true. love me. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. I, <laughs> I love pairing a good cigar uh, with the uh, PX. It is one of my favorite pairings. Also, a limited time offering, but you're going to have some more uh, in this same similar category. You have the Breckenridge Two Clans, which. Uh, you're bringing together a Scottish clan 
and the Colorado clan. What do we have here? This is so beautiful. Yeah, the two clans is almost done. That was the LTO, but it, right. it was it was sort of the the runway into doing uh, what I'm really passionate about. And you know, as I'm a Scotch guy, I love Scotch. It's really what got me into it. So we began by laying down the dark arts, uh, which is our American single malt. You can now finally call it that. So it still says um, like whiskey distilled from malt mash or something. That was the right. category you had to use if you wanted to uh, stay in the good grace of the TTB. But but now the single malt category is there. So that's our single malt. Um, the, the dark arts is, um, it is a massive whiskey. It's got the dragon on the bottle because it's such right. a big whiskey. And we, we call it our Ferrari monster truck. You know, it's a cult favorite. It's, you know, whatever, 400 bucks a bottle. It's always sold out, always allocated. And it's old. This is 10 to 12 year old. It is. Old. Yeah. Yeah. And you lose yeah. a lot. You, you, a lot of it's, it goes to the angels here. Doesn't the it? angels take it, man. It's yeah. by the, yeah, I mean, you may, you may have, you know, 10 or 15 gallons left in the barrel. Um, but you know, that, that was like the whiskey I really, really wanted to make. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, that's been a success, but I like, you know, typical kind of single malt scotches as well. I like, you know, you, I, you like the Isla, the peated scotches. So um, we've, you know, been working like little elves, uh, you know, for 13, 14 years, making all these different malt whiskeys that are all coming of age. And so Two Clans was um, a release of a blend of, uh, single malt or single malt style um, scotch blended with uh, the dark arts. And so um, it becomes more of a very complex but balanced uh, whiskey that's a little more malty than you would be used to getting uh, with, you know, space side uh, style scotches. Um, but we have a whole like um, – sort of a whole halo of these products coming out and so the two clans was the first so as soon as that's done um it gets replaced with a similar product and then we have our peated version coming out and then a few that are kind of in between and uh so that will be coming out uh this coming calendar year uh so 2024 right um and uh of course you know some of it will only be available here but um this is one that we want to grow into you know national distribution uh but you can't force aging right so as uh as we have enough volume to uh release you know in other states it's coming so we, we do so, love this is by the way this is so well balanced i've had some other blends of american whiskey and and scotch that are interesting but yeah this is the most balanced one i've ever had how did yeah. you go about getting it so so balanced because you do taste dark arts and yeah. scotland both of this you do it, it you know it took 10 years honestly yeah. to, to, get it, for a while. to get it yeah i mean it took me a full decade to get that right. one Perfect. And, you know, getting, with it for a while. getting the right scotch is like so hard because they just they want to give you blended scotch, which, you know, is I mean, fine. But I, I you know, just a light, simple whiskey. I'm not really interested in. We, we you know, we want something that's complex and right. has depth. And uh, so it, it, it took that long to find the right whiskeys and then get them in the right ratios and then make sure that the, um, you know, the dark arts uh can't have any angular notes left in it right so right. if you have i mean and that's crazy because 
you, you know, you our bourbon's like five years old, right? Typically, and it's not angular. But if you drink malt whiskey at five years, it tends to be very angular. Still, the young mm-hmm. oak still is just so pervasive. And I'm a, you know, I'm a super sniffer, super taster. If I, if I right. get that, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Let's try it again in a year or two. So, you know, just to get that magic to happen was really difficult. And it's a special product. Uh, you know, we could sell it for a lot of money, uh, but I didn't want to because I did this one for people that love whiskey and, uh, you know, people that like scotch or, or think they might want to figure out how good scotch can be. So, you know, we sell the two clans at like 80 bucks, which, and I could sell that for, I mean, a comparable scotch would be $400 of that quality. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, usually we price things right, but that one I wanted to price because I just, I wanted that out there for people. So that's a great, great value. And it's, again, uh, it's your, your single malt at about how old, 10 at least ten, yeah. I mean, at least 10 years. eleven or twelve years old, yeah. And the scotch from Scotland is around a bit of a mystery, I'm afraid. Mystery. Yeah, it's but it's it's, um, it's good. It's a well aged. You can tell for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I mean, the, the, the if you try the scotch by itself, it um it drinks about like twelve year old scotch to me. Sure. Uh, but I don't know how long. I don't know the age. Um, it's probably around there. Yeah. I'm guessing. If you love this one too, if you try the uh, two clans, that your obviously your single malt uh, dark hearts is so beautiful. It's such a, it's you don't release much of it each year, but it's when it's out there, it's allocated. Uh, beautiful bottle, beautiful flavor. It's always a treat to have it. And you have a whole, you still have the room at Breckenridge that's named after, right? Yeah, Dark Heart Society. It's a whiskey Dark club. Yeah. yeah, it's it's got lockers in it, but they're yeah. they're uh, all, you know uh booked out till infinity so sorry we don't have any we don't have any available yeah if one comes up it's twenty thousand bucks for a locker and you get it for five years but uh they're all the waiting list is long and so sorry (laughs) come by we can go drink whiskey it won't be be long until your your other releases are out that are going to be pita it'll be another but it will mainly be your own single malt. Is that right? Or maybe a blend? Yeah, the, we're, we're getting ready to release. So we're getting to redo the two clans, new name, new label. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we'll release the peated version. The, the peated version is actually, that's 100% grain to glass. Um, the, um, interestingly enough, the to get the peated scotches from Scotland, they're all just like blend quality. I couldn't find any... You know, I couldn't find any, you know, uh, Lafroig or Lagavulin or, you know, anyone willing to part with barrels. Uh, so we just did it all ourselves. So we did get the, um, all the malt is from Scotland though. So it's, the malt is peated in Scotland and then it's shipped over here and then we make it here. Um, and, you know, we've tried uh, some Canadian peat and, you know, peat from American maltsters. It's just, it's, you can't get the same punch. With it, there's a role for it in other blends, but for the this 100% peated that's coming out this year, it's phenomenal. That so, will so that will actually be the 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 malt itself, which you're making into whiskey, will be from Scotland itself. Yeah, that so the grain 100% of the malted barley, it's it comes from Scotland, so it's peated over there and then put in super sacks and shipped over. Otherwise, what you've done with dark arts is from from where then? So. Dark Arts is just 100% American malt. American malt. 
Yeah. So it's and it's almost uh, it's you know it's almost half a specialty malt in there. So and again, super expensive product to make to get that that level of concentration of the malt flavors is caramel and the chocolate that you get in that is that's that's hard to do. You you almost push it to because what you're doing when you when you get the dark malts, um, what you're doing is you're caramelizing these carbohydrates that would eventually be converted by yeast into ethanol. So, you know, typically in Scotland, you don't want to caramelize them at all. You either peat them or you don't. Right. And you get maximum, you know, uh, ROI, I guess, on your, uh, you know, from your malt. So, but if you decide to start caramelizing or burning those sugars or carbohydrates to get the flavors you want, you're sacrificing yield. So you get less ethanol in a batch when you do that. And so the dark arts is pushed as far as you can push it without really having your, your mash collapse. It's, it's as far as we could push it. And so it's very, very, very expensive and tedious to make and getting stuck mashes is, you know, always an issue. Um, so, um, that's what it is, but you know, uh, that's, that's dark arts. And then the two clans, you know, is a blend. So it's dark arts and then scotch, which took 10 years to get right. And soon to You've not been experimenting with it for, for a decade. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. Incredible. So yep. beautiful. I love it. You can, you can get the notes, like I said, of both so well balanced, so many new releases in uh, 2024 to come, including the cognac, uh, finish more on the single malt American whiskey. Um, any just for, you know, obviously you've, you've, you're, you've been at it for so many years and we've, we've been enjoyed chatting and, and, and working with Breckenridge and, uh, tasting and showcasing your whiskeys all these years, any predictions that you want to make for 2024 for the industry in general that. Boy. Yeah. It's, it's a big mystery because this year has been tough for the industry. I mean, beer, wine, and spirits, right? If right. if you weren't in the uh, luxury tequila or spirits-based canned RTD business this year, this has been a tough year for you. And even if you were, it's been tough because the competition, you know, the competition of those tequilas has been, right. uh, you know, crazy. Um, and we're kind of dealing from a post-COVID year. COVID, we weren't expecting. We weren't expecting to have the big rally that we had. Everyone premiumized with their, uh, they got their COVID checks and spent it on good whiskey. Um, so, you know. Good way to spend it. Yeah, I agree. You only live once. <laughs> and you could die from COVID, so you might as well fucking get a great whiskey. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and you could lose your, your smell. So, you, so know, you better smell it now and taste it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, this year caught uh, is it, it a bit of a mystery for everybody. So that was one big dynamic. Everyone's expecting things to sort of get a little more normal moving forward. But we're, we're kind of at a demographic shift, too. And we're all trying to figure out what, uh, you know, everyone coming into legal, legal drinking age, we're trying to figure out what the LDA is going to do. We do know that they don't like wine. Um, they do like canned cocktails. They do like tequila. They like cocktails in general. They like American whiskey. So this past year, the American whiskey as a category is up just a tiny bit, not on a holy terror like it has been. Uh, the tequila, the luxury tequila uh, hockey stick boom is completely flattened. 
So we're waiting. What's, what are you guys doing? Just let, let me know what you're planning on drinking next year. Uh, we're all we're all trying to figure it out. I'm excited to see too. Uh, all those are uh, great observations. Um, tequila, bourbon. We enjoy it all. We especially enjoy what Breckenridge Distillery does. Congratulations to uh, you and your team on these. And I know there's so much more to come. Uh, thanks, Brian. It's so good always to um, to catch up with you. Yeah, you too, Tom. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's good to see you. And uh, we're finishing off with the two clans. Again, look at uh, Breckenridge Distillery.com to find out where you can get all of what we've talked about. Some of these are just the distillery. Some of them or um, a lot of them. Obviously, your core are nationwide. And, uh, yeah, we're in 50 states. So uh, yeah. if your liquor store doesn't have it, tell them you want it. That's right. Cheers. All right. Cheers.